Welcome back to New Rockstars. Marvel head Kevin Feige confirmed that between Spider-Man No Way Home and Venom Let There Be Carnage, coordination occurred between these two productions. With Peter Parker showing up in the Venom 2 post credit scene, is it official? Is Eddie Brock invited to the No Way Home cookout? This is so. Rogue Theory, the show where we pitch the wildest theories for the nerdy titles that we love. I'm Eric Voss, and going broke with me today is someone who's never late to the party, Jessica Clemens. Uh, I want to comment on something. I want to comment on something. Comment. It seems like Jay wants to comment on it first, so I'm going to let Jay comment on it well, first. Let's introduce our friend, oh, wait, I mean. comedian and host of the Blurts in the Hood podcast, Jay Washington. No, I'm going to comment on the same thing with Jessica, but I think MC might want to comment or we're going to do it collectively as a family. I have no idea what's going on. Our own master of the nerdy arts, crashing multiverses everywhere, Mastertainment MT. What do you want to comment on, MT? What is going on, everybody? And also, what is going on, you two? What are you guys talking about? It looks like the cookout. Oh, my God, yes. I did I did notice that. Do I have to leave now? Okay, bye. Yeah, you do. You uh, gotta get like out. You invite to the cookout too, boss. Let's talk about uh, this nerdy shit of, of Spider-Man and Venom. <laughs> Are they gonna be friends? Are they gonna be foes? Or is one of them gonna be a no-show? Let's decide mm. it right now. Because Kevin Feige revealed in a red carpet interview this week that there was, quote, a lot of coordination between the Sony and Marvel teams and the Venom team and the No Way Home team. He said, quote, we work together on it. Which is exciting to hear because Tom Holland has said that the stunts in No Way Home will be more visceral with increased hand-to-hand combat. And when I hear visceral, I think like inky sludge uh, venom, right? That's that's the only thing that visceral can refer to. And uh, Tom Hardy, uh, as of this taping, just posted an Instagram photo of Venom eating Spider-Man and then quickly deleted it. That tells us something. So let's talk about the Venom 2 post credit scene. We can talk about it openly now that it's worldwide and what this tells us about No Way Home because Eddie Brock's reality suddenly warped around him and it transported right. him to the MCU, promising some upcoming encounter with Spider-Man. Will Peter Parker and Eddie Brock be allies or will they be enemies in No Way Home or will they not meet at all yet? What do you guys think? I think they... So what I think is going to happen is... an. Fun fact, I rewatched before this your breakdown of the post credit scene, Voss, okay. just Ooh. to make sure that my theory might be correct. So we, <laughs> I, I like the idea that Venom has, they were like, we're in this hive mind with all of these other Venom or the other symbiotes. So I like the idea that there's a possibility that this Venom can be connected to the what, the symbiote that we saw in Topher Grace and that he remembers this Peter Parker and that's why he wants to attack this Peter Parker. Mm. Either that theory or the theory that he said in the movie that he's like, we have to attack, uh, we have to be... Uh, we have to be the attackers, but we have to attack like attack bad people. And all he wants to do is like find someone that's worthy of fighting and killing. And I think who's more worthy of that than seeing on this big monitor this number one bad guy that's also mm-hmm. a superhero. Yeah. So I think he's really that licking of the screen is him being like, I either have a past with this person that I only know about because I haven't disclosed that information to Eddie Brock, or that he's like, this is the number one person I can go against. But I do think in the in the movie, they're not going to be enemies. I think especially Peter Parker and Venom will be closer than Brock and and, um, and Peter Parker. I ah. think it'll be a cute little bit of Peter Parker being amazed that an alien lives inside of a human being and they can both like take over each other's body and control it. So I, I think it. MCU wise, Peter Parker and him will not 
happy enemies. I think eventually they will uh, team up together to destroy whoever they're going against in the movie. Um, that's a different story. I think there's more than the Sinister Six. But mm. I do think that they're going to be friends eventually. The beginning of the story, though, they're going to fight. And that's what we're going to look so for. So you think to. yummy means, what a yummy friend, not a yummy snack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there's something that we, we, just because that scene of us not being able to go deep into what this, where they started the symbiotes, I think there's something that we're missing. And that missing is the Topher Grace part. And that's what it. we're connecting to. Interesting. Boom. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm hoping, at least. I no, I think that she is right to some degree, but I do think that Peter and Eddie are going to fight at some point in No Way Home. It's very, mm. I think it's very much teased and implied at the end of the, uh, in that, in that post credit scene. And I think that, yeah, like she said, it's because Venom is watching the news and J. Jonah Jameson is just making Spider-Man seem like the worst person, the worst villain Man. this universe has ever seen. And so Venom, and, and I really like how Jess brought up the whole hive mind of the symbiotes because that's going to play a big part in Venom's future, I believe. Because, and I think that, I don't, I don't think that Venom remembers the events of the Raimi Spider-Verse myself. I don't mm-hmm. think that he, he knows that that happened, but there might be some type of like inclination or like something in the back of his hive mind. It's like, hmm, Peter Parker's are delicious and we bond very well. Yeah. So I think that in over the course of No Way Home that um, Venom and Spider-Man will fight. There will be a fight and they will be at odds. But at some point, Eddie and Peter will be like, all right, we're going to stop fighting. And by the end of this, a piece of Venom, like a piece of that symbiote, will attach to Peter. And I feel like he will have his own Venom journey um, on his own. And like we'll have that traditional Venom um, Peter fighting with that symbiote suit with his own little Venom. So I think there might be two Venoms at the end of this, is what I'm saying. Um, But yeah, that's me. (laughs) That would be a really good way to introduce like the Spider-Man Venom or symbiote Mm. in this movie is being like, you can attach to this one and it'll be very fun. Yeah. That would be very fun. So I I think that, you know, if if Peter Parker did get his own Venom, that Venom would eventually be killed because there could only be one good Venom. They just go off this block like, hey man, we just just got you here. We don't really need you. Thank you for your service. Bye. (laughs) I, uh, I... I think first and foremost, I think I'm finally glad that what I said three and a half years ago had been confirmed by Andy Serkis, that Tom Holland basically filmed scenes for the first Venom and they didn't use it. They didn't use it. Mm. Marvel was like, it didn't work. Remember, Venom is not the same theme of the MCU, so it didn't work. But now that you're bringing universes together, the coordination officially works. I said this before we started recording. I think that at some point, yeah, Eddie and Peter will meet It'll be Peter in his suit and Venom will jump out and want to jump on Peter. He's going to jump on Peter. And when he jumps back to Eddie, he'll have his symbol because he doesn't have it yet. He'll have, he'll finally get his little symbol. He'll get his version of it and then he'll shoot webs because he's picked that up real quick. But I also think what this means, I don't think, I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll fight. I think they'll fight a little bit because naturally Venom wants to fight. Peter probably is just going to fight in defense. And he's gonna be like, "What's going on?" And then he'll take the, you know, he'll make his headpiece go off. And then that's when Eddie will open up half his mouth, and Peter will freak out as a kid does, because anybody would. You see a dude with a half a sludge on his face, and then it closes back up, and he's gone. And then maybe he'll talk for a minute, and Venom will talk, jump off, and jump back. 
I love that idea. Y'all told me, yo, bro, the show's called Road Theory. No, don't you stop me because I don't like the way Voss is looking. He's like, <laughs> things that make you go. No, Voss is like, things that make you go. No, I think it's great. Like, that is like, I. that's the one thing I've been missing from the, uh, the Tom Hardy Venom movies, right? It's like that link to Spider-Man. He's supposed to jump on Spider-Man first, and that's why he flips around. It's weird mm-hmm. to see him just kind of like, you know, parkour across buildings. It's like, why does a symbiote <laughs> do this? Like, he should have been attached to a web crawler before this. It doesn't make right. sense. So to just fix that. I think that's all I So need. just fix that. <laughs> I mean, because that's the one big thing we've been worried about. We've been wondering about Venom. We don't. He don't have that. Those two identifiable marks. I'm sorry, MT. He don't have the symbol he has, and he doesn't shoot webs. Those are two identifiable things mm-hmm. about Venom. Oh no! I and I really do like what you said about you know you know eventually we're going to have Peter Parker and this Venom suit combined, like in this Venom symbiote combined. And I think a big way that this could happen is. You know, we saw in Venom 1 how quickly Venom can heal injuries. So maybe Peter Parker oh. in No Way Home gets really messed up and Venom's oh. like, let's go help that guy. And then he's and then he heals him. He's like, oh my God, this body's pretty great. He's like, and like he he bonds with his biology. And then like you said, oh, he, he gets that fine. webby um nature. Tom Hardy's looking at him like, so what about me? I mean, you come back to me. What the hell? Like, you gonna leave me for the kid? What are we killing? I had to cry in the streets. I love you. And then it's like, I love you moment and no way home. Like, I, I would love if Venom just went back to Eddie be- just because he liked Anne. He's like, you know what? I'll, I'll miss Anne too much if I, if I attached to Peter Parker. So, I guess we'll stay together. It seems like after Venom 2, it seems like such a horrible idea for Venom and Spider-Man to be combined because they're both Mm. like teenagers in themselves. They're not like not by age, but like Venom is just such like a reckless, like, I don't know what's going on. Clueless little oaf in the second Mm. one Uh that it's like to put that with Peter Parker seems just like a recipe for disaster. You need that Eddie Brock, like straight man or voice of reason character to be like, you guys stop. Like, is it a voice of reason know, though, or yeah, is it a really neurotic dude that's sitting there crying like he eats people. or just a really tired man <laughs> he eats a tired people. ass man that's just had enough a tired man that's dealing with like two kids yeah <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Brock is well, just me. a tour guide at this point he's a tour guide to earth for this symbiote he's like please uh, yeah. don't eat the people this is where you do this is what you do this is what you don't do hey, that's no, it hey, that's hey, Eddie Brock. take me to Disneyland I want to go to Disneyland. I want to get on a ride, Eddie. No, no. Eddie, Mickey no. Mouse. Think about Mickey Mouse. Come along and join the I am worried about Mickey Mouse. You're, you just want to eat Mickey Mouse. That's why you want to go. Hey, I want to ask you guys, what is like the ratio of how much venom you can have in a movie before it just becomes too much venom? Like, I think that was the issue mm. with Spider-Man 3 in 2007, right? Like... You know, uh, Sam Raimi got all this pressure by Avi Arad to put in Venom in the movie. He's like, I kind of just want to do like, you know, I want to do a Sandman movie. I, I don't, mm. I don't need to add Venom to it. But like, but Venom, everyone loves Venom, and I agree, I love Venom. But like, if you do have, I can you just have one Venom scene in order to check that mm. block? Do you need to have more than one scene? If you go beyond one scene, is that is it just too much Venom at that point? He'll probably show up at like one of the last battle scenes because we'll probably forget that like, oh yeah, I forget Venom's supposed to be in this. Um, or maybe some of us will. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't think he needs to be in all of it. But it does seem like, like you said, they need to set up the like whole null thing. So it's like mm. you kind of need a little bit of more information. Maybe they won't give it a No Way Home because that's not his movie. But 
we need more. We need we need more. We need more about Venom to know more about their origins. I think that in No Way Home, the most that we should get, and the most that I'm expecting that we are going to get, is just like a, a, a an initial fight between Venom and Peter Parker. That misunderstanding, like, you're a bad guy, I want to eat you. Mm-hmm. And then they'll stop fighting, and then maybe a piece of Venom attaches onto Peter, I don't know. But then they'll just be like, all right, I know you. I'm not involved in whatever what you're doing, so I'm going to go mm-hmm. figure out why I'm in this universe Go do what you're going to do. And so, like, if that's just, like, the more Venom's in the MCU for the MCU fans that didn't go see Venom 2, sort of. It's just like a, hey, he's mm-hmm. here. Don't worry about it. And then, like, they're, they're going to set up more. And, like, we're going to get into more of that Null stuff, more of the symbiote history stuff in either a subsequent, you know, Spider-Man film, whatever they're doing with uh, the new Spider-Man trilogy, if they are continuing with Tom Holland after this. Or in, you know, obviously in a Venom 3 up scenario where... Um, who knows if he'll ever return back to his native universe? I mean, I'm assuming so, considering how Venom 2 ended. I think but... they're going to come to us. They're going to come to mm-hmm. us. I think Eddie okay. and Venom are going to go to the Cheesecake Factory because it's it's excellent in MCU. I think Venom has heard the recommendation <laughs> of a key lime slice, and he wants to go. Look, the, the show is called Rogue Theory, okay? I'm going to say some wild shit. Right? He's, he's yeah, we love it. Sponsored by Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory, don't wait, listen to him. Wait, no, I listen to him. We want some Cheesecake Factory sponsorships. Are you well, crazy, I have a question for, We're on that train. Right. Mm-hmm. Cheesecake is delicious. But I do have a question for all of you. Um, what are the chances that you think that this universe that, you know, Venom has gone into at the end of the movie is an amalgamation of the MCU and the Sony universe. Because after Jess, Jess said that they would smush the universes together, there is a chance that he's not in the MCU proper. Like, this could be a smush mm. universe of MCU and Sony, where, whereas the MCU that we know is still, like, a neighbor universe. Yeah, that's MCU. So, I've heard you mention that theory before, MT. I think yeah. it's fascinating, honestly, that... Uh, I, I Quote me if I'm... Or tell me if I'm wrong, MT. You believe that all of No Way Home is not taking place in the main MCU proper, that it's in, like, exactly. kind of a pocket reality? Yeah, I think that in the events of No Way Home, we're going to see variants, like Happy Hogan, uh, Zendaya's character, MJ... Uh, you know, all them die or bad things happen to them. And then Peter's going to be like, wow, it's terrible that I'm Spider-Man. I don't want to go back to my real reality where all my real friends and and my girlfriend are. I'm going to stick here into this weird Sony MCU verse. So he he um, shoves like Ned's head in a garbage disposal. Like, you're not real. You're (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) You're not my guy in a chair. Someone pitched to me too. Someone was like, so you're saying that Spider-Man is in not his proper timeline. He's in a different one. Are you saying that Venom's in a different one? Okay. Someone was like, what if he just jumped into everybody else's timeline and he's messing it up? (laughs) And I was like, oh, I never thought about that. Um, Because we're seeing this wild doctor strange i don't know i'm there's so many ties to this if that's the key that would be very fun but why would i guess i'm just more nervous about like why would venom be in that same i got a theory that loki no way home and what if are all happening at the same time and when all of those events of the multiverse mm-hmm. are happening together that's what shatters it like doctor strange's spell doesn't mm-hmm. break the multiverse by itself 
Neither does what happens mm-hmm. with them killing mm-hmm. he who remains. It doesn't break the multiverse by itself. But in or neither does uh, Ultron whooping the Watch's ass from universe to universe break the multiverse. <laughs> but all three of them happening yeah. simultaneously will mess up the multiverse. So that's why Peter will probably be in different universes and how you can bring Venom in and then potentially take Venom out. Yeah, mm. I think that's, I mean, you're right, Jay. I, it's gotta be cracks in the dam, right? It's not any one of yep. it. It's, there's a lot yeah. of things that are contributing to this. I, I totally agree. Uh, MT, to your point, I, I think the whole idea of like a pocket reality is fascinating. It allows them to go crazier with No Way Home if they want to go in that direction. Mm. They can wreck everything. I just yeah. wonder if like coming out of that, people might feel like, well then, if it was all a dream, did any of this matter? And the way that like I don't, that's, some people were worried coming I don't think out it's of WandaVision, like nothing in Westview really mattered. But that's why it was so cool after Westview, all those residents were like, witch, witch. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's not a dream, it's still kind of like discounting the other ones, I guess the other properties from being like, not, just to say to MT's perspective of like, it mm. might not be a dream, but then it'd be like, did I have to watch the other ones then? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, I, which would be really sad. I don't know. I honestly I think, think that this could be like Sony's way of just taking Spider-Man out of the MCU by making a new universe that is a MCU a Sony mashup. And the, I think mm. that could explain why in the Morbius trailer we see, you know, a different version of Spider-Man. Like it's just things that look that universe just seems really weird, a weird amalgamation of the two universes. So I think that we could see why Mor- Morbius looks like Morbius. I keep mixing up Morbius Michael and Morbius. Keaton. But what yeah. about Michael Two Keaton? Two different worlds. Because yeah. Michael yes. Keaton's Vulture Michael? is in is in Morbius, remember? It's, and that's still yeah. exactly. Spider-Man. I think this is post-Venom. I think it's post-No um, Way Home where all the universe, those universes matched into one. And so like you have a variant of Vulture that is a different Vulture from our main yeah. universe. It's very I mean, weird. I think that's I... an argument uh, against the whole uh, pocket reality thing. I mean, here's the thing. The fact that this seems so based on one more day, there's a lot of, you know, thinking out there that this is just going to be almost like a Wizard of Oz, no place like home, just like was mm. it all a dream, kind of wish fulfillment thing. And then by the end of it, things are just going to get turned back to normal. But I hope that's not the case. And I think the fact that Michael Keaton has shown up in Morbius, which just feels like part of Sony's reality, that Sony at least wants this kind of multiverse crossover to feel more permanent and feels like it is stretching more into the MCU. And I, I think a lot of this is just like, Sony doesn't know what they want, so in the meantime, they're just gonna try to just suggest that their universe is part of the MCU as much as they legally can, right? You like this? Uh, what do you think? Oh, Sony was like, there's a jackpot coming. Sony was like, there's a jackpot coming. There's a silk coming. We've got Madam Keep watching our movies. We're going to make our movies nice and 80 minutes long, so you keep watching them. What do you think? Billions of Craven the Hunter! Craven! No, <laughs> You're craving some Craven! Come on, man! <laughs> God! That Craven movie's gonna slap, I feel. Aaron Taylor Johnson's gonna knock it out of the park. Yeah, we won't. See yeah, that he's one. hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only criteria you need for a Craven. Yeah, he's hot. Cast him. I got some. 
I got some problems with it, but let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's continue. Let's go. Um, all right. So uh, just going to award some points here. Uh, Jay, I think you're mm. right by saying there's a lot of things. All these things are kind of taking place at the same time, and that's what led to the, the multiverse crisis that we're in. I think you were right on the money there. So you get a point. Uh, Jessica, you're going to get a point for this idea of, uh, I, I think it's rogue. I think it's rogue, this idea of the symbiote connection with uh, the Topher Grace version. Uh, mm. I, don't, I don't know if I buy it, but I think it's rogue. And if it happens, it you're going to get the rest of these. You're gonna be these, like, <laughs> I, I kind of see that. Uh, and MT, I love this idea of uh, of No Way Home taking place in a side universe. I, I I'd prefer it to be more permanent, but I think it's rogue. Mm. I think that's a ballsy idea, and you sort yeah. of get a point for that kind of uh, imaginative thinking, and I think it's really cool. Um, so we're gonna talk more about uh, Marvel's upcoming schedule and why things got pushed around this week. Um, we've got some more details. Uh, since we asked, talked about this, that I think we should discuss. But uh, before we get to that, a uh, quick reminder to check out all the awesome merch over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. You can grab yourself a cool limited edition shirt inspired by Shang-Chi from our merch partners at Epic Hero Shop. They have some great shirts from other merch inspired by uh, Venom 2, Suicide Squad, all the other properties we've been loving the past few months. So find those shirts of all the great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. And some big news from our favorite home security company, Simply Safe. They just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the system that US News and World Report names best home security system of 2021. It just got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. We have a Simply Safe security system here at our super secret New Rockstars headquarters. It's easy to set up and even more easy to use. The wireless outdoor security camera has an ultra wide 140 degree field of view so that you can keep watch over your entire yard. It is 1080p HD resolution and an 8x zoom. That means you can zoom in and clearly see things like the faces and license plates to capture all that critical evidence. Uh, and hopefully they're just passing by, not these Easter eggs breaking into your home to murder you. But if they do, there's evidence for it now. Uh, <laughs> this has a built-in spotlight with color night vision so that you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It's super simple to set up and it usually just takes a couple minutes. And it has an easy to remove rechargeable battery so it doesn't need an outlet. It can go anywhere on your property. This camera has it all and it integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, window, and room are protected, and now your property will be too. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com/rogue. What's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com/rogue. Also, we we want to thank Upstart for sponsoring this video. If you dread looking at your credit card statements, you're not alone. The weight of debt can be crippling, but Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom. Upstart is a fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating that high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking at a credit score alone, Upstart considers other factors like your income, your current employment, other credit history to find a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as 
one business day after accepting your loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com rogue. That's upstart.com rogue. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, your income, and certain other information provided in your loan application, upstart.com rogue. And we want to thank ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. Do you ever read the fine print that appears when you start browsing incognito mode? It says that your activity might still be visible to your employer or your school or your internet service provider to really stop the people from seeing the sites that you visit you really need to do what i do and use expressvpn think about all the times you've used wi-fi at like a coffee shop or a hotel or even at your parents house without expressvpn every site you visit could be logged by the admin of that network and it's <gasps> still true even when you're in incognito mode, my friends. Well, here's the deal, friends. Your home internet provider can also see and record your browsing data. And in the US, they are legally allowed to sell that data to advertisers. And that's wrong. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts all of your network data and reroutes it through a network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays private, as it should be. ExpressVPN works on all of your devices and is super easy to use, and I love the simplicity. It literally just has one button that you tap to connect. So stop letting strangers invade your online privacy. Protect yourself at expressvpn.com rogue, and use the link expressvpn.com rogue to get three extra months for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S ssvpn.com slash rogue to learn more. Uh, so on Monday, Disney announced a shift in their 2022 and 2023 release schedule with Multiverse of Madness mm. shifting back six weeks from March to May, Thor 4 from May to July, but Black Panther Wakanda Forever is shifting a full four months back from July to November. And Kevin Feige brushed this off as like production shifts, but Marvel exec Nate Moore went into more detail while talking about Black Panther Wakanda Forever's production in Atlanta at the Eternals Red Carpet on Monday. And he said that the delays, quote, give us more time to get it right. So it sounds like Black Panther 2 may be the reason behind the shifts. Obviously, Ryan Coogler has had to start from square one to reconfigure the film after Chadwick Boseman died. Uh, but I'm wondering, what specific changes to the story do you guys think Coogler needs more time to get right? Maybe there's a, so much. Probably on, on top of Chadwick's death, you have to explain the absence, number one. You can't just go into Black Panther 2 and everybody's like, where's the king? And there's nothing. Maybe you take what you know about Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, No Way Home, and figure out how to apply those multiverse crazy things that happen to something in Wakanda. Mm -hmm. Because again, we don't know if these will open up, this multiverse deal will open up the door for mutants. So you don't know if all of a sudden now something shifts everything and now, mm -hmm. oh, now Namor is here. Atlantis is under, is right next to Wakanda by the ocean and all these different things. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. To mm. piggyback on Jay's thing, and this is just also me thinking out loud, on top of that, they have to, yeah, they have to reconstruct a lot because Chadwick's gone, but also, uh, I, I think her name was Dorothy Steele, one of the tribe leaders also yes. passed away, yes. so then there's that, yeah. and then there's still the altercation of, like, what's going on on set, and then there's still the uh, Scarlett Johansson and Disney um, situation that's going on. So I, I feel like that's Scarlet opening stuff the was resolved. I think yeah. they were finally well, it's resolved. Yeah. It's resolved, but I think it's to open the doors to like other actors being like, yeah, I don't want this going this way. Mm. So it's like, I feel like that made a hiccup, but then also Dorothy Steele died, which is another hiccup. And then they had the stuff that was on set. That's another hiccup. So there's so many things that I think he has to go back in and research and redo just to make it like better for the audience and also still give uh honest to the uh timeline that's happening uh mm -hmm. this is also me thinking out loud and piggybacking on what jay said because it's 
there's so much going on on that set that yeah. <laughs> production had yeah. to like stop. Now, do we think it's going back to the script? I think that it could be going back to the script because I think prim- primarily for me, I, it probably has to do with um, Letitia Wright and her whole That's situation. What I was um, and I think that maybe at the end of Wakanda Forever, Kevin Feige was originally going to give the Black Panther mantle to Shuri, but then, you know, mm. the actress was then doing her own thing that is very much against what Disney is going for um, mm. with, you know, their policies. So I think that that might be a different conversation. Maybe they're shifting over to, all right, what if we just bring in a Killmonger variant? Because I know that that was brought up in the past in their past videos. Yeah, because of what um, if. Also, if what if is still canon, they could still bring like so exactly. much. Exactly. And Michael B. Jordan to be done boxing. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> He's They'll bring in Creed. <laughs> the yeah. Creed uh, Killmonger variant. From the Rocky right. universe. So yeah, um. there is a lot going on in that set. I don't know if whatever's going on with Letitia Wright would be enough to like force them to delay your production. I, it's you know whatever's going mm. on there. It sounds like there's more like bigger story things and maybe some like sensitivity things. Like they're tr- they need to add some more scenes to kind of. Yeah, maybe mm. what Jay was saying, explain what exactly happened. I'll be interested to see if the multiverse ties in at all. I think this is a perfect time to kind of use the multiverse to just explain this is going to be like a different story that well, is happening under a different yeah. context. And a lot of things about the world are going to have shifted. So if we do go, if we're, we're talking rogue, not production-based, if we're going rogue theory story-based, there is still like, I liked reading the situation that happened with Loki and What If when people are talking about like the TVA and they're like, what if was already done like when we were already finished writing this series? So I wonder if that same situation is happening with um, Black Panther and they're like, oh, do we need to now correlate with what if? Because the TVA is a big deal, but not as much as what was going on with Black Panther uh-huh. in like what, in Black uh-huh. Panther and Air Killmonger. So it's and mm. Shuri. That was so much of what if. So yeah. they could be going back in that story and being like, great. If this stuff is canon, at least with Shuri, we have to make sure this stuff is still tangible and can work in our movie that's going to go forward in the MCU. So they could be going back and giving her like more of like uh, just more uh, like not not giving her the Black Panther mantle, but she is like now like a really big point of view. Mm. Um, and they could be redoing that to help with what's going on with the multiverse. That'd be really yeah. fun. Or they could be going to cast another small black girl to replace the small black girl that plays Shuri. Oh, well. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about the new people they're cat because the Michaela Cole's in it. Oh, that's and right. Winston C. Duke and her are training. They posted on Instagram yep. that they're training so heavily for the role. So it's like mm. we also are just getting a new character in general. So it's like making sure she can fit into the storyline is also really good. And we don't know what she's playing, right? I assumed yeah. it was the one of the warriors, that's what I but it too. probably is not. It's just because mm. she's such a good woman. She's so strong and she's bald and she's beautiful. She's so great. I just wanted her to be a warrior. I'm so excited for her. But to she could play MCU. anything else. She's like she's so good. Well, everybody, remember everybody's so first good. things was like. She's a rural Monroe. She's a rural. She's Storm. And I was like, yo, right. Right. Storm just yet. Yeah. Like, we ain't got we ain't even got a mutant line yet. Like, y'all gotta calm down on this. Right. One. But, oh my but God. again, right. going back to how everything plays out, Eternals, the multiverse changes, all of this. Yeah. They don't we don't know what it they knew it. They might have known all this was gonna happen. Well, of course they do, because Feige tells them everything. But now it's like, all right, we can pin her in to be this person. We just know she's this dope-ass fighter from a village. We don't know nothing about her till later on in the film. What's your name? Aurora Monroe. You know, it could be these mm. different things. Mm. I, I mean, I it's probably not going to happen, but I think it'd be really cool for, like, Wakanda Forever to be where um, Killmonger Infinity 
he like breaks out of that prism from right. the end of What If, and uh-huh. then his oh, his vision of Wakanda Forever is some like that multiversal could... empire. I, I just I want to see that at some point. Bro, you know? That I could really be such a it. good post credit scene. Sure. That would be such a fun post credit scene, and I'd be like, yes, I love. Kill Kill <laughs> I would love to see such it twofold. I, can I go with Jessica? I want to see. I want to see the animated version of Killmonger get kicked through something, and then all of a sudden the live action version is popping out like. What is this? Like all of a sudden now he looks at himself weird because now he's, <laughs> yeah. he sees himself in a different way. That would be fun to have Pepper Potts show up in that too with Shuri. Um, yeah. I the episode of What If was really fun, and I love the two team up, and I just love I, I love strong women. I love strong women. Strong. I girls do love strong women. Yeah, strong women. Amen. It's true. Let's get it, Lord. Here's an interesting scenario that I just thought of. So, like, we know that, you know, there are a bunch of Kangs out there. Kangs are coming to the multiverse very soon. But we also have Killmonger in the multiverse equation now. So, like, is there a scenario where we see a war between Kangs and Killmongers in the multiverse? Like, that would be crazy. Because, like, Killmonger is just as ambitious as Kang. Too many Ks for black people. Was one more K? Too many K. It's a World War K that we didn't think that would happen right, because all. it's a black people. Too many. Too many Ks. Enough of black on black violence. It's done. It's done. He made sure it didn't happen. He made sure it didn't happen. This is true. Also, we still have. Um, we still, sorry, I keep adding because I, I, these things are coming to my mind. Uh, they're, yeah. they're coming up immediately. No. Mm-hmm. But we still have um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we still have Bucky. Exactly. So I think mm-hmm. that that will have to play in too. There's so mm. much new information that poor Ryan Coogler has to work with now. That it's like, but Bucky was told he can't come back, right? Tangential. But Jessica, wasn't Bucky told he this couldn't come true. back? Was he? Well, for a little bit, for a little bit. It was like, just stay out for a little bit while we- Yeah, leave my little stay Stay back, bro. Don't come up to the crib. Like, my mom and daddy don't want you at the house. You know he's not. You know he's not. When does he follow the rules, except for right now? Yo, Bucky (laughs) just- uh, Bucky cannot deal with unseasoned food for for that long. He's I'm out. Go back to I'm Wakanda. out. It's I'm home. out. We talking about unseasoned food. Bucky didn't have that good Wakandan. He didn't have that Wakandan spice. It's that good shit. Exactly. So he's he's gonna be back, and he probably got a, a boo thing over there. You know. You know. You know. Once you go black. No, no. He's gonna end up with Sam's sister. Sam's sister. And also, MT, shut up. No. <laughs> hey, once you go yo, black. You know, no, this might have been okay. look, him and Io was out there. Him and Io was in the jungle in the dark and she she had him crying and everything. He felt that chocolate Can love in the soul. The love oh. tonight. Tonight. And they roll oh. in the I jungle. It's exactly what happened. All right. I'm <laughs> they rolled on a I rhino together. For that image alone, Jay, you're getting the you're getting the Amazing. point. Well, uh, I want to move on to Rogue Questions because perhaps Mm. the biggest story, and it's a story I've been reluctant to talk about because I don't want to bring attention to it, but after the Eternals premiere, a premiere I was at, and Mm. everyone there, it's an understanding, you don't spoil big plot events, and some freaking bonehead from Variety went in, uh, basically Mm. after the social media embargo went up, he tweeted uh, a big spoiler from the movie. I beg of you, don't go looking for this. I'm sorry if you already saw it. Wait, you're not going to say it. We're not going to say it. I had it spoiled like a couple of minutes before Rogue Theory. I stayed off. I stayed off the Twitter and I saw MT's tweet. Yeah. I saw MT's tweet and I was like, okay, don't look at any journalism. Yeah, The problem is it went to the influence of Facebook too. 
It flooded over to Facebook. Yeah. Bro, like, I haven't seen it. It's a shame. Don't say and the only don't reason this is a news story, it is really one person. It's not news that yeah. was out there. There was one asshole who went and tweeted, mm-hmm. and now all these other journalists are thinking that it's news. Mm-hmm. Scoops aren't news. Mm-hmm. news scoops, spoilers yeah. aren't scoops, you asshole. Spo- yeah. uh, anyway. <laughs> But uh, that's going to inspire our rogue question of the day. Uh, I want you guys to write in your heads the worst possible spoiler tweet that Variety would have written about a past famous twist in movie history as if it was a news scoop. So think on all the greatest (laughs) twists in movie history. It could have been MCU Mm. in the past or wherever. And write the, the stupid tweet. As if this were the night of the early screening that would have ruined it for the world. I mean, you got to go with the biggest, uh, most shocking cameo of all. Uh, Nick Fury, uh, Samuel Jackson at the end of Iron Man 1. It's just like, I feel like you'd just be like, oh, Iron Man was a really great movie. Was really surprised that Nick Fury was uh, was uh-huh. about to start the Avengers Initiative with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, breaking oh my news, God. Samuel L. Jackson shows up after yeah. the credits <laughs> of Iron Man. Don't go see the movie yes. now, because I just told you. I got mine. I got mine. It's because of Halloween, Get right? It. Major hashtag Saw okay. 3 spoiler. Jigsaw gets his throat cut by what? A saw. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that what happens? I will yes, never watch Saw. Like, that saw is a satisfying it's ending saw for me. And then anyone in the comments saying, I haven't seen it yet. You've had years. This is different. You've, <laughs> You've had, had years. years. Okay. I haven't seen Jigsaw movies. <laughs> And I care. My mom won't let me. Spoiler alert, Malcolm X gets shot in Malcolm X. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It's very true. I'm trying to think of movies that were like... The hardest thing is like... What I hate about spoilers are spoilers in movies where you like... That like... Like the sixth sense, where it's like once you know the spoiler, you don't really rewatch the movie. Yeah. And you can rewatch the movie, but you already know it. But I don't know. I think Sixth Sense is an example of one, like you can watch that even knowing the spoiler, and it's just as good of a movie. Yeah, to go back and mm-hmm. re-see, like, oh like I didn't I missed these parts. I I got it. I got another one. You just did it. You just started the sixth sense. Go, go, go. Hashtag spoiler alert for unbreakable. Samuel L. Jackson did it. Like, that's it. Like, Samuel L. Jackson does it all. <laughs> like, that's all to see, like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, he started everything. Like, he's a villain villain. Like, he ain't got no good bones, but he blowing up shit, which nobody explained. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson's bones are like old Rice Krispies treats. But yet he was uh-huh. able to make all type of evil shit happen <laughs> just to look for one dude. This man is built wow. like old pencil sticks <laughs> with a head that looked like a member of the Whispers who didn't retire. But everybody was like, oh, this old dude on the cane is fine. Whatever. Oh, my God. Yo, if you guys wow. haven't watched Unbreakable, please go watch it. It's a great film. But you know, yeah, yeah, 100%. Because you can watch it fall down the stairs. When it falls down the stairs, it, ah! <laughs> like, first of all, Samuel L. Jackson needs a montage of nothing but his screams and hollers in movies. Because it's like character work. Oh and like where'd you get the crack in your voice but look this man plays an old black man which is crippled that don't get disability but got money his mama is just like that's my baby and Bruce Willis is sad that's the spoiler (laughs) for Unbreakable now you don't have to see Um, it ever again I think a really good sorry I was okay I I don't know how this one is the one that came to mind but I think a really good way for Vanity or Variety to spoil a good movie is to be like 
uh, hit movie, Million Dollar Baby, featuring Hillary Swank. Don't get too attached. Hil- and then put hashtag Million Dollar Baby, more like Million Dollar Daddy. <laughs> Daddy? Million Dollar Daddy? Daddy? That is peak Daddy. journalism Daddy. right there. Don't give me a million. Million Dollar Baby, million. more like Daddy. Million Dollar Ventilator. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, Yo! Wow. She's dead. Oh my God. Dollar She's put on a ventilator. Am I spoiling million? We have had years, seventeen years to see that movie. Yo, million dollar ventilator in a COVID era is what you thought about? Too soon, Jess. Too soon. No. Million dollar baby doesn't map COVID. And I'm not saying they can or they can't, but I'm just saying we shouldn't attach the two. We no, have no, gone really off, the <laughs> off the rails. Off the rails. We're going rogue. I'm going to land this bird. <laughs> Jay, you pitched two pretty good ones there between Saw 3 and, uh, and Unbreakable, so you're going to get the point there. Uh, but I still feel dirty uh, having to bring up this spoiler thing at all. I'm so sorry that this happened uh, for anyone who might have mm. seen that. But uh, trust me, the film still is very worth watching. And I will say this. Whatever you may have seen about the post credit scene, there is still what I thought was the coolest thing about the post credit scenes that no one has talked about yet. And I cannot okay, wait good. to talk about it after this movie has come out. Good. To me, that so wasn't even then. the coolest thing about them. There is a cooler thing that is still out there. I promise you. I promise <laughs> you. Uh, so anyway, that is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. Thanks to our guests, Jessica Clements, Jay Washington, and MT. You can support our channel by checking out all of our merch, including shirts inspired by Shang-Chi, Venom, and Suicide Squad, all your favorite nerdy properties. Congratulations to Jay for winning this episode of, uh, of Rogue Theory. But all of our theories were great. I, I can't wait to see all this... Uh, come up in the movies and someday. Uh, again, you can find all of merch at NewRockStarsMerch.com. You can follow me at EA Voss, follow New Rockstars on all social media platforms, and be sure to subscribe to our channel here on YouTube. Thank you all for joining us. See you next time, everybody. Bye! Bye! Bye, baby. Bye, babies. <laughs> <laughs>